Welcome to TV7 Israel's podcast. We invite you to listen and share our latest content from Israel and the region. Shalom, I'm Michael Karam, and welcome to another edition of My Brother's Keeper. Today we're going to be focusing on a very big and important problem and challenge for the church throughout the Middle East, and that's the refugee problem. In our last edition, we focused in on Afghanistan and what was happening there. This refugee problem could as well be another wave that affects not only the Middle East, but Europe, but also all the nations of the earth. Today with us, we have a special guest, uh, Michael A. He is a church leader in Turkey and has worked with refugees for um, uh, over 20 years there. We're also going to focus in as well on the whole promise and directives in the scripture for us to care for the destitute, the lonely, the outcasts, the, um, the widows, and the orphans. And before we begin, I want to start our program with prayer, but I want to read a scripture, a very unusual scripture. Many of us have read it. We've pondered over it. It has to do with the end of the ages and God's judgment on the nations about how they've uh, treated these, this segment of a population. So from Matthew 25, I'm reading and beginning at verse 31. When the Son of Man comes in His glory and all the angels with Him, He will sit on His glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered before Him and He will separate the people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on His right and the goats on His left. Then the King will say to those, Come, you who are blessed by My Father, Take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. In these scriptures, we have an unusual uh, directive, or in, in a sense, a promise about a kingdom but also the importance of showing care to these particular parts of the population that are in need. In fact, all over the scriptures, from Genesis all the way to Revelation, we're commanded to love our brother as ourselves, love our neighbor as ourselves. And these particular part of the population is the most needy, the um, the most challenging in many ways, and also one of the biggest in the Middle East today. So before we begin, let's just pray that God will give us understanding about this, these scriptures and also God's directive, not only as He adopts us in, but as we adopt these peoples, as we care for these, as we, as we welcome these peoples into our faith communities and even into our homes. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to be together on this program to look at the situation of refugees, not only from Afghanistan and Iraq and Syria and Iran, but Lord, refugees from all over the nations as, Lord, you've commanded us to show care, to show love, to show hospitality, to visit, to be generous as you are generous. And Lord, we thank you that you'll direct our conversation today, that we will have more understanding about the situation around the world, around the Middle East, but also how it relates to our faith and your promises in the scripture and your commandments in the name of Yeshua. Amen. So today we have Michael A. with us from, um, from Turkey. He's a church leader there, as I said, who's spent much time with refugees, ministering among refugees. Even his church is a church of refugees there in Turkey. And I've asked him to come on to just explain about the refugee situation, not only in Turkey, but around the Middle East, because Turkey has been one of the main countries that's hosted refugees from Iraq, from Iran, from, Tur- uh, from Syria, 
and now even from Afghanistan. Michael, welcome. Thank you for joining us today. Shalom, Michael. It's a pleasure uh, to be with you. Welcome, everyone. Give us a little background on your life. How did you come to faith in Yeshua? How did God call you into this particular work? I was actually challenged by a friend who once said to me uh, that I'm not a Christian, although I went twice to the Catholic Church uh, a week. And she continued by saying, because you live like everyone else. Um, I don't see any difference in your life. And then I thought about that and I thought, she's right. I was not trying to make any difference. I had three goals, all very selfish, um, about coming rich, marrying the most beautiful wife and um, starting to be retired when I'm 40. But then uh, a journey started and I, I met the living God uh, speaking to me. And already one and a half years after that, after I became a believer, I was 21 and working at this time in a bank. Mm. Um, God called me in a vision, in a prayer meeting, to serve refugees, uh, to, to, to visit a refugee camp that was on my way to the church. Wow. And it, uh, it felt like a big challenge. And, um, but finally I went not knowing how to show God's love to these people. Uh, but I went and this became now um, what I'm doing for life. Uh, <laughs> I served first the refugees in Germany and then Excellent. God called me to Turkey. Mm -hmm. And now I'm dealing again with refugees. Mm. Tell, tell us a little bit something about your particular um, community of faith there in Turkey. You, you shared with me recently that it was very mixed and... Um, it's kind of a multi-nation community with many different refugees. Give us some understanding about the refugees there. Yes, so first I started to uh, share the gospel with Turkish people. And in 2011, the first refugees would pop up in our church. And uh, we, we had people from Iran and from Iraq uh, in our congregation, and they... Mm -hmm this started to grow more and more and then the this the syrian refugee crisis started isis um, 2014 iraq yeah. and more and more people are coming so we have in our church uh, three different languages turkish farsi and arabic and uh, we have afghans with us we have iranians with us people mm. from iraq from syria uh, from yeah, from all these Middle Eastern countries, and you actually yourself, you told me personally, you've actually studied some of these languages. You speak some Kurdish and Farsi, but also some Arabic as well to be able to communicate with them. Yes, so if you love those people, you want to communicate in their language, and yeah. um, uh, so I, I, I can say some nice things to them. <laughs> Excellent, excellent. So how, how, you know, in helping them get there, do they have, you know, do they have specific needs that, that you found among these refugees? What happens when a person leaves their homeland with everything they've ever known, their families, their, uh, their job, their, their inheritance even, and then comes to a new land? What happens to them emotionally, psychologically? Yeah, they are devastated. Um, and they are in a country uh, which they don't know the, the language. Uh, they, they have to start 
like a baby uh, from scratch. Uh, where do I buy this? Where do I get this permission? And they are in need of a of people, other people to care for them. And uh, I'm so thankful to God that mm -hmm. he sent me to Turkey, prepared me, helped me to, to start a church that then was able to become such a safe haven, both for believers and mm -hmm. for people who haven't believed yet. Mm -hmm. uh, because we, we don't just help uh, believers, we help everyone who comes. We, we serve in, in our town 200 Syrian refugee families, uh, wow. 60 Afghan families Excellent. who are not believers, mm -hmm. just because it's the right thing to do and they are in need. And yeah, to, to be there for them, to mm. to show them we care is mm -hmm. actually something that, that matters a lot. You know, the scriptures are quite clear. It said, you know, we're not, from First John actually, it says we're not just supposed to love in word, but we're supposed to love in deed. And it sounds like that's what your community is doing. You have a, a, a practical way to show the love of God to these people. You, you, how many actually have come to faith of these communities? How many are in your, your, your fellowship? I think over the, these last 10 years, uh, since we are involved in Turkey with refugees, uh, we have seen 1,500 people coming to faith. Yeah. You know, there's, there's, um, when I was getting ready for the program, I was thinking about as, as Jewish people, our, we were strangers in a strange land. And, and he then commands us to be hospitable and to take care of the stranger and foreigner. In fact, in Deuteronomy 10, it, he says, He defends the cause of the fatherless and the widow and loves the foreigner residing among you, giving them food and clothing. You know, this is part of what we do even, you know, this is the part of God's heart all the way through the scriptures. And as I was getting ready, I, I was drawn to Ephesians 2, and the scripture says, You were a people without hope, without a promise, without God even, and now you have become the people of God. And this is the wonderful thing that from the Tanakh or the Old Testament through to the New Testament is this idea that God is adopting people. He's bringing them into a family. Psalm 68, you're, you, you, you provided the lonely with a home. And in a sense, it sounds like, you know, the work of working with refugees is almost you're adopting them into your family. Share Absolutely a little bit, true. yeah, share a little bit about your vision, about what God has given you about this whole area. Yes, um, I would like to share uh, a vision I, I received in a prayer meeting in early 2014. This was before the, the big refugee crisis uh, with all the Syrians coming to Europe uh, started. And it was in, in January 2014. Mm -hmm. We were in a prayer meeting. And then I really saw a big gong, like um, three meters uh, high, and someone hitting the gong. And as the gong was vibrating, next to it was the globe. And whenever the, the gong was vibrating, the, the globe was vibrating. And whenever the globe was vibrating, I saw masses of, of people moving from one place to the other. Okay. But kind of showed me that there is a movement of people. And then I, I felt him saying, uh, don't be afraid. I am involved in that. Uh, this is something mm. what I am doing. So when we see all these wow. tragedies, then we might say, God, where are you? Why don't you prevent that? But then uh, I, I, on the contrary, I, I felt that God is saying, this is 
something I'm doing, don't be afraid, mm -hmm. because by this, I'm reaching the people with the gospel, what mm -hmm. you haven't reached so far. Uh, and this is exactly what we are seeing when uh, these close communities, Afghanistan, Iran, it's very difficult uh, to get into there or Iraq. Mm -hmm. uh, but um, with the people leaving uh, their, the place where they are um, uh, connected in and in a, in a such a way connected that it's very difficult to be different, to, to mm -hmm. make a change in, in, in religion. God is kind of leading them out of that. Right. Uh, what is a tragedy, but he's bringing them now in touch with churches, mm -hmm. with believers, and then by this they hear the gospel and also uh, it is with all what they are experiencing with the need, with the uh, their their life as they knew it. it it's, it's, it's broken. And now something new is there and, and Christ reaching out to them uh, so we have seen just we as a church, 1,500 uh, people coming to faith uh, during this time, amazing. and there are and there are many others who are mm -hmm. uh, involved in that, and other countries in the in, in Europe or in, in mm -hmm. Greece, uh, people yeah. come to faith they couldn't reach otherwise, mm -hmm. and there was a clear also a call to the churches in the West, hey, uh, don't see these people as a disturption or as a problem. Yes. This is me sending them to you, right, care right. about them, take right. them in, be the new family for them, show right. them who I am. And my church, God was saying, is not, um, it's, it's a multi-ethnical church. My church mm -hmm. is a multi-ethnical church. You know, what you're describing in a way is something that we see sort of as Yeshua's teaching on the Mount of Olives before he leaves, that there's going to be great shakings. There's going to be nation against nation. There's going to be people fleeing from place to place. There's going to be, uh, you know, wars, rumors of wars. I mean, if we take a, a wide view of history and we sort of look at what's happened over the last 100 years even, we can say that there's been massive transfers of population in the Middle East especially ever since World War I. I mean, if we look at, you know, sort of all these different major wars, we look at all these, the refugee crisis even within the last, you know, 10 years, we, we have to say that there's been massive population transfers around the Middle East that have created huge refugee po populate, populations and problems. And um, we're, we're, we're in a sense, the first thing we want to do when we see this is we want to fear. And yet you're saying, no, do not fear when this happens. See this as part of God's sovereign plan, even in the midst of the shakings that are going on in these nations. Have you, what have you found about uh, being able to bring people into the work with you, to work with you in this? Has this been difficult? Has this been easy? Uh, is it, uh, do you see others kind of receiving the same call that you had to work with refugees? Yeah, uh, I saw in the beginning that uh, most of the Turkish churches were overwhelmed with that and they, they didn't in, got involved, but this has changed over the time. Mm -hmm. And um, now most of the churches got involved a lot of uh, organizations got behind that and we and as we were sharing what we had and that was not much in the beginning uh, but we Amen. felt this is the right thing sharing what you had Amen. then god Absolutely. blessed us tremendously because uh, churches in the west they said wow these people are doing exactly what they should do and they got behind us so we never lacked of uh, financial support and uh, as we are giving god is is pouring 
out more. So that is uh, also great. And I want to say that uh, in our church, we have not many Western people. It's, it's my family and one couple, maybe more from the West, but all the others are indigenous people or refugees. And the refugees are the wow. leading their own uh, groups mm. and they are organizing the help to the refugees. So a, a Syrian so. refugee is, is, is serving the Syrian refugees, uh, the mm. Iraqi is leading the Arab outreach. So it's done by the refugees themselves. So they That's come true. maybe uh, totally shocked and mm -hmm. feeling deprived of, of everything they knew. But then uh, the church has helped them to see that they are uh, not refugees, actually, they are uh, kingdom workers. They are part of God's plan and they they are serving their own people in an amazing way. And and Michael, you probably know this as well, living in the Middle East, these, these nations, these nationalities from these different nations, they don't naturally get along with one another. And we often say that even as we look at uh, a prophetic promise that we've talked about, uh, Isaiah 19, where Egypt, Israel, and Assyria are together, worshiping together in the, in the Middle East at one day, this promise, prophetic promise from Isaiah 19, when God touches their heart, have you found that he also changes their heart towards the other one that they would normally have hatred for? Absolutely. Um, we as a church, we went through an interesting um, journey. First, uh, the, the groups were kind of separate and envying uh, each other, being jealous and mm. uh, thinking um, they are the least and the others are treated better. But over time, um, uh, we became really one around Christ and mm. um, everyone is appreciating each other and the differences and we love to serve each other and okay. love uh, doing things wow. together. And uh, I remember one uh, one situation we were celebrating Easter in there, an Iraqi believer met an Iranian believer when they met before in the war mm. and they were seeing each other and fighting against each other. And then they speak at uh, Easter together, worshiping Christ together, hugging each other, crying uh, for for what oh, God has yeah. done in their lives. They were birth, they were not yeah. believers, but now they are believers and now they become brothers. Amen. Wow, what an amazing story. You shared with us before about a, a new Afghani believer. Let's come right to the, or a new Afghani uh, refugee that you welcomed into your fellowship. Let's bring it to today. Right now, we see a huge crisis in Afghanistan. It's affecting uh, many nations. We actually don't even know where what's going to happen to all these people that are being evacuated. Um, but there's obviously going to be a lot of refugees coming into Europe, probably in the middle, rest of the Middle East. Tell us about your experience this last week with an Af with a young Afghani man who came to the church. Yeah, um, that is a neat story. Uh, actually, although we have a Farsi meeting, he came to the Turkish meeting. And there he uh, became, he, he said, I want to believe in this, in this Christ. And when he was asked, so what, why do you want to become a believer? He said, I saw uh, love both in the fellowship, what I haven't seen before. And uh, when I read about the love of Christ for people, this is what intrigued me. And that is what uh, touched me. And I, I, because I want, because of that, I want to become part of this family. Mm -hmm. And uh, so what I was talking about is it's happening in front of our, of our eyes. This 
this young man maybe wouldn't have become, hadn't have heard about Christ, but now he's out, he's uh, he's hearing um, and he's exposed to to Christianity and mm. uh, people helping him and caring about him. Uh, that's Amazing. very important. Amazing. Yeah, I mean, there's so much that we could say about the situation. And where do you see all this going in the future? I mean, is this going to get less? Are we, should we expect more? Is this something that's going to be part of a, a normal reality in the Middle East and throughout the nations? Give us your thoughts as, as we move forward. What as a church, what as those who are followers of Yeshua uh, throughout the nations, what should we expect from the, in the years to come regarding these refugees? Uh, regarding the Middle East, um, especially now uh, places like Afghanistan, we see that uh, radical Islam uh, is coming back there. Um, many years now, they were kind of in the opposition and they said, we can do it better. Now let them do it. Let them show uh, what they can do. That's and I point. think um, that is also helping that people understand what mm. is the reality about things and that will lead to people praying to God and, and asking, help us, help us. Uh, and then Christ revealing himself. Um, Turkey alone has already 5 million refugees. And by that, uh, it's wow. the country in the world that has uh, hosted and is hosting most of the refugees worldwide. Um, mm -hmm. The churches need to continue being um, yeah, caring about these people. Mm -hmm. um, and they will. That is our call, as you read in mm -hmm. Matthew 25. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm be I believe that those people uh, who are reached with the gospel will eventually go home and will bring the gospel and uh, not just the gospel. Uh, they will be changed, transformed, and uh, will help to build up the countries again. Excellent. You know, I was uh, just as you were speaking, I was thinking about Yeshua's words to the disciples when they come back to the, um, the whole scene of the woman at the well, when they return to the woman at the well and they see him talking to this woman, they're shocked. What are you doing? Why are you speaking to a woman? And, and, and she's not even a Jew and you know, they don't know what to do. And she's actually surprised that he's developed a relationship. Do you remember the end of that segment? He lifts up his eyes and he says, do not think that the harvest is another five months away. The harvest is now. The fields are white. And, uh, and, and to see this refugee situation in a new perspective is something that I think you've helped our viewers today. And so uh, just as we get ready to close, I mean, is there, is there, if there's anything practical that people can do, uh, would you share that? And also, would you just pray for the church worldwide? I mean, this is our calling as believers to be hands and feet of Yeshua to be ready to adopt these people. It's like you said, it's not comfortable. It's not even natural. It's something that, that is part of our spiritual inheritance, but it's also part of what he commands us to do. So maybe share some practical things and then pray for us and pray for this situation. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I remember very well when God showed me uh, this refugee home uh, in Germany and asked me to go there and share his love with those people. Uh, I didn't know what to do. I felt totally helpless. And I think this is often how um, believers in the West feel. They, they think, yeah, we should do something, but what should we do? And they feel wow. uh, sometimes even paralyzed. And I felt paralyzed. Uh, wow. 
So, but I want to encourage you, uh, as soon as you start to speak to those people, their faces will change and um, you will you will be blessed by the tremendous hospitality and, and love they show to you. Okay. This is what happened to me. So I want to encourage uh, all the viewers in the Western churches that they try it, that they, they start a conversation with people that look uh, different than their own countrymen and Amen. invite them maybe even for a meal. Um, share the love of Christ with them um, mm. and then see what God is doing. Uh, but you can also help organizations that are uh, in the places where the refugees uh, end up uh, in camps and in, in, in those countries. Uh, there is a lot of need, a lot of need. So we usually, what we usually do is try to put out information. And so anything you want to add to that information that people can then receive and then support those organizations, pray for those organizations, uh, even get involved in their, in their local communities or governments, trying to show solidarity for these refugee communities is really, really important. So Michael, would you lead us now in prayer for the refugee situation? Pray the prayers that you're praying but also pray for the current wave of Afghanistan refugees and where they're going to go, because this is obviously a very big problem in the world today. Heavenly Father, I thank you um, that you are the father of the fatherless, that you are the father of the refugees, and that you mm. that your son has died for them on the cross. And um, they should not be longer um, seen as refugees, but they are uh, people you love. And I pray that... Uh, on their journey, they find the God uh, who loves them. Amen. And I pray that they find a place to go and that they find Christians who care about them. And I pray for all of us that we are not closing our eyes uh, uh, for those needs, but that we get engaged, that we are the hands and feet yes. of Christ, that are reaching and helping and embracing those people who, are, who have lost everything. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Michael, thank you for your coming on the program. Thank you for your heart, your work. It's been a en tremendous encouragement and I believe a challenge to many. Thank you. Thank you as well for joining us for another edition of My Brother's Keeper. In a sense, this is part of the heart of our work here at this program is to bring up these issues, to challenge people. And today you've heard an unusual testimony from someone who's worked with these refugees. We want to appreciate you for following us on My Brother's Keeper, and we look forward to seeing you on the next edition. Shalom from Jerusalem. I'm Michael Karam. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us in another TV7 Israel podcast. For more content, visit our website at tv7israelnews.com or follow us on social media.